Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend, Nick Martin. Nick, we got put through the ringer. On Tuesday night, Detroit beat San Jose in overtime. New Jersey beat Vegas in overtime. Nashville came back uh, on Winnipeg late to win uh, in the third period. Pittsburgh beat Florida in overtime. Uh, And the Chicago Blackhawks, they got pumped, but they blew two separate leads. Uh, So when I said that Tuesday night felt like a good round robin night, I feel like I was right and everything just went wrong, but that's not going to deter me. Because uh, as always, we're, we're going to start this show with our favorite underdog. And I've got an ugly one for us on Thursday night. One that is just not going to make you feel good about yourself when you bet it. If you bet it. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers. They're plus 195 in Minnesota on Thursday night. The Wild are they're a tricky team. Like They're, they're good. They're solid. They're not going to beat themselves. They're very good. At, I feel like they're a very good team in you know at managing games. If it's you know tight in the third period, they they can see games out really well, but it's just hard to kind of ignore what the Flyers are doing right now. They're nine, four and one in their last fourteen games, and they have a plus six goal differential in that span. It's not like they're getting you know truly lucky. The shot share in those contests, the shot attempt rate, uh, they're just under fifty percent, forty nine point three. So they're really not getting pelted they just lost in overtime to uh the kings they're actually on a two-game losing streak they lost to the jets in regulation lost to the kings um on tuesday night in overtime so i think that the this is a pretty good time to buy back in on the flyers after this little dip it's three and four they've lost including one to the blackhawks their only win in this four game stretches against uh the red wings who are terrible but what do we know about this flyers team they're just gonna make you earn every inch of ice out there and if you're not one of these teams that can rely on, you know, an abundance of individual talent, let's say teams like, uh, you know, Boston, Toronto, Colorado, uh, that makes them a live dog against the, the rest of the league. Uh, And I know that Minnesota has, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, but the rest of their forward group 
It's not all that great. You never know what their goaltenders. Philip Gustafson has been really good this season, uh, but do you know? Do we trust him every night? I I certainly don't, despite his form. And then Mark Andre Fleury, we've we've sp- spoken a lot about his roller coaster, uh, you know, past five years. So no need to go there, and no matter who they go with. Um, so if, in a battle between two teams that I think play, you know, pretty close games often, two teams that have that struggle to gain separation. Uh, I think this is pretty tight. So getting nearly two to one on Philadelphia, still playing hard. They've proven us wrong big time this season. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, I'm in again. Yeah, they are. They're scrapping hard. Um, I didn't quite have the gusto to pull the trigger on this one, but I see the thinking. I think it, it could be another time where to talk about an angle that I've really been liking about how much better the East is than the West. It's really showing when you see head to head splits. The East is around 181 wins, 148 losses, counting the overtime losses. So like true, obviously what matters when you're talking about gambling. Um, So I think that's an interesting note because we keep seeing these teams like Buffalo that go in and they're just lighting up Western sides that are supposedly top sides or middle of the pack sides. And then when Buffalo gets out West, they're actually, they would be a playoff team. So I'll I'll use that as a good time to get that note in there in this uh East versus West matchup. Yeah, and it should be noted, like Minnesota, uh, they've been pretty inconsistent all season. They're six, five, and two since uh the holiday break. And their usual usually terrific defense is not there right now. Two point seven uh expected goals allowed per sixty minutes at five on five. That is uh a bottom, you know, bottom half of the league, not where we usually see them. And and they they rely so heavily on that defense because they don't have the scoring, you know, punch to drag them out of games where they're uh, losing the the ice tilt battle, so they're under fifty percent in terms of high danger chance rate as well. So it's I think this is you know a, a team that just doesn't profile well as a big favorite right now, and uh, going against a team that you know will give you a one hundred percent honest effort even on the road. So flyers for me, man. Uh, you you were thinking about this team as your underdog, but you couldn't pull the trigger on them. I was thinking about them as well. Well, so let's start with this uh, matchup between the Sabres and Jets as we look at the rest of the board. It's nine games on Thursday night as the NHL heads towards the All Star break in a few days. The schedule is getting you know a little bit jam packed. A lot of teams on back to backs uh, over these next few days. Buffalo in Winnipeg. The Sabres are plus one sixty. The Jets minus one ninety. The over under six and a half. I like Buffalo. Um, I know that they're getting tugs wagon again with another they're so streaky with another um winning streak here so maybe you're buying high but i think plus 160 against a jets team that is good but yet like they, they have you know their flaws as well goaltending mismatch sure jets can score with the sabers sure but the sabers team when they get to these prices it's just hard to look away yeah they're great to us with the first two legs of this road trip with the backpack to win back to back wins in Dallas and St. Louis. But I think the thing that's scaring me off here is I see this as such a good get right for a Winnipeg team that I still really believe in that it scares me a little. I'm not going to be betting Winnipeg. I would still probably say the sharper side price-wise is is Buffalo, but I'm just not exactly counting on them following it up with another win here. I think the, the Jets probably deserve better versus Nashville and got a good push together at the end there, and I could see them going into the break with a big win here. The Pittsburgh Penguins and your Washington Capitals. This is a four point four pointer in the uh, Eastern Conference playoff race here. Pretty close to a pick. Em. Pittsburgh minus one hundred five on the road. Washington minus one fifteen at home. Coming back after uh, a road trip out west, they lost 
coming off a loss to Colorado on Tuesday night. The over-under six and a half, some lineup issues for the Capitals. Tristan Jari just disappeared before the Penguins game the other night. Um, so Casey DeSmith was a surprise start. They had an emergency backup as well. So it will likely be DeSmith, and we probably won't see Tom Wilson. Maybe we'll see Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, I'm not totally sure there. Alex Ovechkin's been dealing with some some injury as well. He played Tuesday night, so there shouldn't be a reason that we don't see him. But there's just too much up in the air, I think, with this matchup. I was pretty close to betting Pittsburgh, but the goaltending is a little scary. I don't I don't really trust the Smith even against the Panthers in a winning effort. He did not look good. Yeah, I actually like the Caps here. They're going to have such a goaltending edge. I thought that they actually played really well in Colorado. I, I don't think that was just me trying to be a homer either. If you look at the expected goals, they were up by a whole goal. The third, they pushed really, really well. I think a lot of nights they tie that, and people are probably talking about an impressive win, but that's not how it went. So now I'm seeing people talking about what's wrong with the team again and all, all that sort of stuff. I think that the Capitals' defensive core is in so such far and away better form, and that it's a lot of no-name guys moving the needle, where that this is the classic thing people don't understand what actually makes the Capitals good. Their superstars aren't moving the needle nearly as much as people think. None of the offensive stars are but what they're doing is working really well as a team and i think this is a good spot to target that i'd hate to be wrong because it's it's such a huge game for them maybe i just want to see it this way but i do think what they're doing is still a more complete team game and with kemper and goal that's a pretty big edge so i actually i like the caps here i'm hoping that maybe if some of those guys do sit um perhaps the public will over overreact to how much they actually matter especially when we talk about the guys the wealth of kind of equal replacement level guys that are just going to eat up those minutes now for the caps. So I think if it, if it's a thing where the price gets a lot better tomorrow, cause I think the, everyone's going to think this is a smash spot for the pens that that will probably have me getting involved with the caps. The Detroit Red Wings are a minus minus one fifty five favorite. That means that they're probably playing a bottom feeder. And wouldn't you know it? They are They're in Montreal. Uh, the Canadians are plus one thirty five. The over-under here is six. Interesting thing that like, I think we need to just point out with Canadians games is that Sam Montembeau has been really good this season. Like one of the best goalies in the league when you were you know, top 10. And when you look at like shot quality and, and, and shot like shots faced and goals saved above expected. Uh, so, you know, tip our cap to, to Sam and he's giving Montreal a chance to win. They've, they played pretty tough. Uh, they've even with all these injuries, you know, it's half an AHL roster, maybe even more than that. They beat the Maple Leafs uh, over the weekend and they hung with the Bruins. We're up twice in that game uh, before Boston put them away. Uh, I think Montreal is probably getting a little bit too much respect based off those results. Like, oh, they're they're a scrappy bunch. But if this number moves uh, and the Habs get a little higher, I'm, I'm always happy to take on the Red Wings uh, when they're minus 155, no matter who they're playing and where they're playing. I can see the logic with Montreal like I guess they're if you look at the way they're playing as a team the last few it has been really impressed impressive they're competing really hard when I look at the actual talent on the roster right now it's one of those things where it's almost so hard to believe they can keep this up because I I fully get it they've competed really hard they had a really good game versus Toronto where they stole it and I shouldn't shouldn't even say stole it but found a way to win it in overtime um but yeah the thing that scares me off we've talked about how bad Detroit has been like Detroit, I think we're definitely beating up the right bush. 
uh, Tuesday, Detroit was out chance. Uh, high danger chances were 19 to five for the Sharks. That's the Sharks. That is not a very good team. I know the Sharks perform pretty well analytically, but it's still when you get further and further into the season and look at what Detroit's doing, it's been pretty awful. So I guess I'd say I lean there, but Montreal is clearly playing better as a team relative to the guys that are are there. So I guess that's kind of a long-winded answer of saying, I don't, I don't know. I don't really <laughs> see what for either side on this matchup. I think they're both going to be pretty awful in the next couple of weeks. The New Jersey Devils minus 125 on the road against the Nashville Predators plus 105 at home. The over under six, the Devils uh, came back and took a win in overtime against the Golden Knights. That's two overtime wins uh, on the spin for them. They beat the Pen- uh, Penguins in overtime as well in a game that they, they, you know, didn't really deserve um, the Knights game too. Like you need to come back in the third to get it. And we talked about the Devils, Overall play is not at the level uh, that it was. Even, you know, they, they were elite through the first six weeks of the season. They were controlling play at, a, at an absurd rate. It, it started to come back down to earth, and, and they're not even at that level anymore. So a little bit concerning. I I want to bet New Jersey um, at this price because I still think Nashville is, you know, just not good enough. But the Preds, Preds are playing better, so this looks like a, a pass for me. Yeah, I agree. I, we kind of touched on it the other day that New Jersey's not dominating the way they were. And then you're going to throw a Vanacek-Saros matchup at us here. Right. And I think that just makes the price pretty fair. Uh, there are two games with uh, underdogs at uh, above 3-1. to one. The Anaheim Ducks are plus 320 against the Avalanche. The Blackhawks are plus 320 on the road uh, against the Flames. Let's start with Ducks and Avs in Colorado. Over under here, six and a half. Colorado with a, another win uh, on Tuesday night. That was against the York Capitals. They're playing better. They did it with that McCarr. They look, they just, you know, if you look at eye test, the, the Avalanche just look like they're starting to gear towards the team we saw last year. Not as good yet, obviously. They're still missing some key players. And obviously with that McCarr, who's a huge driver, but they look. They just look more cohesive. I think a lot of that is Nachuskin coming back, um, and they're defensively they've been pretty good um, over the past you know few weeks. The the defense is, was kind of leading the charge. They're only allowing you know eleven point five high danger chances per hour since coming back from the break, which is right around you know top ten in the league. So we think about the Avalanche. We think about them as a you know, an offensive force, but the defense is what's keeping them kind of relevant here. They're also top 10 uh, in preventing expected goals in that span as well. It's hard to say it, but I, I can't, I can't even, you know, I can't bet the ducks. I can't bet an NHL underdog at, at plus three twenty. So I'm been passing here. It's hard for me to, to utter those words. Cause it's just usually so much fun. I think that these things always go so well. Yeah. I don't see the abs letting down here. There's certain teams that you're just like, it took like two games. I think for everyone to realize the abs are back. I think if it was like anyone else, you'd need to see a lot more. But everyone knows this team was just kind of like needed to wake up, got some of the guys back, and now they're just crushing people. I think this will be a good spot for them. The one prop that's going to be so chalky, but I just think about the way the Ducks will match up, and he just gets so many more shots when he gets a little extra space off the rush and coming up the wall. I think McKinnon Sogs, he let so many people down because I know that was probably the, the most popular shot prop on the board versus Washington. I don't think he'll let down versus Anaheim. I think 
backing me over there is going to be a good play. I can just imagine how this is going to look probably similar to those Canucks games where he was getting a crazy amount of attempts. So yeah, I think that's going to be a number I'm looking to get on early Thursday. All right. Hawks and flames now. Uh, and then we'll talk about our top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, January 26th. Like I said, Hawks plus 320, flames minus 390. Calgary with an emotional game the other night against uh, Johnny Gaudreau. They end up getting the win in overtime. They they do have a tendency to to play these tight games, no matter the opposition. We've seen them drop some some really surprising ones. So if I was if if you asked me to choose between one of the two big underdogs, I would take on Calgary rather than taking on uh, Colorado. But the the Hawks, man, they just got absolutely blasted by the Canucks. So it's hard it's hard to to trust that they're going to just go into the Flames, uh, go into the Saddle Dome and. Uh, give the Flames a game as as the Flames really really need to start collecting points. So it's going to be a pass for me. Two plus three twenty underdogs on the slate, and I think both of them will end up passing me by. Yeah, I was on the Flames the last time they played Chicago, and it was the ice was completely tilted. They had like forty five shots or whatever it was, but they ended up losing in overtime or winning. I can't even remember because it didn't matter to me at that point, but. <laughs> Their shot quality is just not as strong as the rest of the league. I think that's probably fair to say. But with that said, they lead the league in posts hit. And at some point, it, it's becoming a little difficult to determine what's bad luck and, and what is uh, signs of positive regression. I think they'll probably win this game. I was hoping to get on their puck line, but the books were pretty wise to that considering the puck line is minus two and a half. So that's just at the point where it's, I think, almost weird to bet on a game of this nature. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, uh, let's move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, January the 26th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Uh, I'll flip it to you. Uh, you can go first here. Team that uh, you've been betting against a lot. Now, now you're going to turn the script. I'm going to turn the script. I'm back in the St. Louis Blues to win in regulation in Arizona. It's a good get right spot. I still buy into the Blues core that's there trying. They got some pieces back versus Buffalo. Didn't help because they went in a 4 lead or 4 hole early. But I think this is a good spot for them to come out, control an Arizona team that is putting together some of the worst form we've seen in the law, in the salary cap era recently. They've played to a 38.9 expected goals for rating. 
even when you compare that to a St. Louis team that has awful analytics, it is still night and day. That is so far below what the Blues are producing. I still like a lot of the Blues scoring talent, and they're the kind of team that if you're going to give them chances, which they'll get versus Arizona, they're really capable of putting it back in the net. They're not the kind of team that's going to make Vejmelka just come up with some 40 save stunner too often. They're good at creating the kinds of chances that should lead to actual goals. So I'm going to go with the Blues to get right with the win in Arizona. All right, my favorite bet. Bruins versus Lightning. This is a pick over under six. I like the Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the Boston Bruins uh, at this price. Boston, six-game winning streak. They've won 10 out of 11. They've gotten points in 20 out of 21. But they're on the road, and the Lightning are really good. Like, this team, if the Bruins were playing at, like, a normal pace or, or like, a norm a, a normal good pace like that we usually see in the nhl um the lightning bruins and leafs would be in the conversation for a divisional race that's how well the, the lightning have played they are they just won against the wild on tuesday night that stopped a two-game skid before that they had won five in a row uh and they had won nine of 11 they're 15 and six over their last 21 and they're tilting the ice much, much better than we usually see out of this team uh a lot of times the lightning are uh, a team with decent you know, five on five numbers, but they don't, you know, dominate the puck because they don't really need to, right? They got the goaltender, they got the elite talent and they got the power play. So they could play, you know, their, their game and, and kind of just bet on themselves night in and night out. And you're just buying, you're, you're selling high on the Bruins here at an absurd time. Like I said, six in a row, everyone's talking about the record setting pace. They should come in here, you know, full of momentum, the goaltending battle. I mean, you'd still give it to Vasilevsky, no matter what Allmark's post, posting this year. If he goes, Jeremy Swayman's playing better. But I think in in this game, you can say it's a coin flip. So why you know why would you bet a team at a pick'em? But I think at home, with the goaltending and with Tampa playing really good hockey, I I, I think they should be a slight home favorite even against this Bruins team. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see this game. It's going to be such a good matchup, a little playoff preview, quite possibly. We know Boston's going to play in the second round versus Toronto or Tampa already. So I think it's going to be an awesome matchup. I'm pumped to see it. And I completely see a lot of what you're saying with like, at some point, I think Boston are going to be slightly overvalued, even if we continue to get that take wrong. I've actually still been loving backing them versus lesser sides. But I think this is one where they could they could finally let down. Yeah, we're not yeah. outright dominating the top teams. We've kind exactly. of seen it somewhat lately. Uh, so, and they're such a yeah. good team in, in, <laughs> in tight games. They're so good at managing situations, managing the puck and not beating themselves, but so are the Lightning. So uh, I'll take a shot here with Tampa Bay, minus 110. I'm, I'm really interested to see where this line moves too. I, I don't know how many people want to bet against the Bruins anymore. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, on that note, we end this episode of Line Change. Uh, the underdog for tonight, the Philadelphia Flyers. Excuse me, the underdog for Thursday night is the Philadelphia Flyers. And then our best bets, the Blues in regulation over the Coyotes and the Tampa Bay Lightning in a pick against the Boston Bruins. For Dick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you again next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.